Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to week 6 of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. This is Jimmy Erickson coming to you live. Um, I have a couple things to go over, and then we're going to go into last week's matchups. Then we'll go over the standings, and then we'll get into the up-and-coming week's matchups. Um, unfortunately, if you haven't seen the page or the Instagram or anything... We are no longer allowed to have fans in attendance at the games. It's going to be teams only. Um, the team who's playing the next game, I believe, Gary said, can warm up for the up-and-coming game. But outside of that, players are the only ones allowed on the, on the field. Um, after your game is over, they ask you to please leave the field because you hanging around would consider you a fan and we're not allowed to have fans at the game. So after your games are over, we're asking everybody to leave the field and everything. Unfortunately, there will be no pictures or anything because I will not be in attendance. Um, Gary's trying to play it safe until playoffs, apparently. So that kind of, you know, puts a bummer on things, but it's whatever. I, it's, there's nothing we can do about it. COVID sucks. So <coughs> with that said... Let's hop into this real quick. Um, last week we had in gold, we had the beginning matchup was Body Bags versus Moneymakers. Moneymakers actually won that game 25 nothing. That was impressive to see Moneymakers come into the league. Their team who just started playing in gold, I believe. They um, just got in the league. They ended up winning their first game 25 nothing. Very solid team, it seems like. They... Um, they beat a team that's been in the league for a while. And then for their second game, they played Pass and TDs, who I consider the second-place team in the gold division, or at least I did up until now. But they got beat 27-21 by Moneymakers. So Moneymakers seem to be a contender for the gold division as of right now. I don't know if they're at two-plus clubs level, but they seem to be a pretty decent contender as a new team in the league. So we'll look to see how they end up performing for the rest of the season. Um, Gangrene had their first two gold matchups. I don't know still why Gary put them against what people consider lower teams in gold. We were hoping to see them go against like one of the higher seeded teams in gold, but they played um, past our prime. They ended up winning 31-13, and then they ended up playing Mean Machine 2.0. The next game ended up winning 25-7. They're a good team. They're not a bad team. Um, they just they should have been in gold to begin with honestly, and um, them beating teams that are at the lower end of gold that could even be high division silver teams. Um, I'm not going to say it's not impressive, but it's something you would expect from Gangrene moving up into gold and everything. Um, later in the night, we had a 5 o'clock game between the Terps and 2 Plus Club. 2 Plus Club wanted to yell at me for not taking pictures, but I was on the field next to them playing in my first game of the day at 5 p.m. also unfortunately, so I didn't get any pictures of that game, but the 2-plus um, club ended up winning 30-7 to against the Terps. Terps are a very good team, but it seems like going against higher caliber offense teams like 2-plus club, they seem to have an issue with their um, defense. Offense is very good, but it seems like 2-plus club, uh, their safeties are really good, and their defense against the deep ball is really good, which is like Terps' strong suit, so um, seeing them end up losing, it's not surprising but I expected them to keep it a little bit closer if we're gonna be honest there um we're gonna move into the silver matchups for silver we had the first game was war sharks versus plan b plan b came out on top 27 to 12 um very well 
fought game. There were um, a couple key screw-ups by the War Sharks, I think, that really dug their grave at one point in time. Uh, one of the players on the team, War Sharks, got uh, a dump-off pass. The They dumped it off to the player, um, what's his name, uh, Dump Truck. And uh, he tried to pitch it back to an unsuspecting player on his offense. And Luke just grabbed the ball out of midair and ran it back for a pick six. So plays like that really kind of dug their grave, in uh, my opinion. And plan B, yet again, still on top of silver. Seems like they're kind of running things as of right now. Them and Brooklyn Wu seem like they're going to be duking it out for the uh, number one spot in the division as of right now. So um, Outlaws... You have play. They played uh, Huffin and Puffin. They ended up losing to Huffin and Puffin, eighteen to thirteen. Huffin and Puffin coming out of nowhere, beating what are normally the regular season heroes here in a uh, very close matchup. They ended up scoring towards the end of the game. Outlaws tried to uh, come back and score, ended up or tried to win it, and uh, they weren't able to close it out there. So uh, Huffin and Puffin, very well fought win. Their, uh, most of their losses aren't by very much. They're a very, very, very good team, to be honest. They were able to contend with Plan B for most of the game when they went up against them. So a win out of, or out of them isn't surprising. They're one of those dark horse teams that might have a lot of losses but can definitely pull out wins against the bigger end teams. Um, Dr. D ended up playing the comebacks. Dr. D ended up winning 21-20. to Good for Dr. D. Like I said, they're a good team. They've just had their issues this season, it seems like. Um, they're finally getting some wins again. So, uh, you'll like to see Dr. D be like a middle of the pack, end of the pack in, uh, silver as of right now, just because of their really bad, um, opening record for the season. Uh, after that was Brooklyn Wu versus Sea Park. I don't want to put Sea Park down, but that's not suspecting to see the score be 41 to 21. Brooklyn Wu and their high powered offense, they're really, they seem to be unstoppable as of right now until they go up against a defense like Plan B, hopefully. Um, I really don't know how teams are going to keep up with Brooklyn Wu and their deep ball offense because it seems like that hasn't been stopped yet. And like I said last um, podcast, I think Sea Park had an issue with their safeties. Um, it's not that they're not good. I just think that's the weakest part of their defense as of right now. And um, Brooklyn Wu being big with the big with the uh, deep ball, I really think they abused that, and that's why they ended up coming out on top, forty-one to twenty-one. Um, moving on from there, we're going to go to the bronze division. Um, our first matchup was Abusement Park versus the Stormcloaks. Abusement Park came out on top, 25 to 14. Dritten had a big pick. Um, the offense was really vibing. The deep ball was going for them. Um, <clears throat> as of... <laughs> So, I was told finally that the divisions were locked when Brooklyn Wu and Gang Green moved up. I was lied to again because Abusement Park apparently begged Gary, said they were bored playing in uh, in Diet Bronze, and they wanted to be moved back up to Bronze. So, they're considered Bronze team as of now. Again, they're going to be playing, um, I believe, Dr. D next week, but we'll get into that later. But they ended up coming out on top 25-14 of the Stormcloaks. So uh, good to see them on a winning track again. They're not a bad team. New quarterback seems to be vibing very well with the offense. Pierce in the uh, deep ball and the uh, the outside like receiver um, position right now seems to be kind of unbeatable. And um, on top of that, you have uh, Drayton, who's not the greatest receiver, you could say, but he does have his moments where he does dunk 
and he uses his seven foot statue to actually like you know do things that are kind of football oriented but looks a little goofy because he's so lanky but um like i said good to see abusement park coming out on top moving back up to bronze and everything uh after that we had dior versus watkins dior came out on top of watkins 22 to 12 like i said Dior's a very very well put together team i don't think that there's any reason for them to be doubted in bronze as of right now there's a chance that they can come up as the dark horse end up getting a couple wins towards the end of the season get a good seating and possibly end up um somewhere in the deep in the playoffs but we'll see how that ends up panning out um we talked about brooklyn Wu versus sea park brooklyn Wu ended up getting moved up to silver sea park as of right now still in bronze um spartan spartans played lma they ended up winning 40 to 12 uh lma like i said they're a good team but they have their weaknesses they were missing a couple guys um they kind of got ran all over it seemed like the spartans were having a field day joey kempel had a one-handed grab absolute beauty i'm so pissed the one kid on lma was standing in the camera lens's way because like i got him corralling the ball with his second hand but the way he extended like joey is not a tall kid joey's like five something and this kid had to go all the way out like like not like diving for it but like extended his one arm all the way out had his legs stretched and like just palmed the ball and brought it back in absolutely beautiful play um spartans really were vibing that game they ended up like i said winning 40 to 12 so good to see them back on a winning track and everything after um getting beat up a little bit by sea park seems like they wanted to make a statement um after that it was team highlight versus the monsters like I said, Monsters and their high-powered offense kind of ended up running all over Team Highlight, 15-19. Um, team Highlight really needs to step it up. They have a very good team. They have very big drops and very crucial mistakes where they need to be scoring, and that seems to be what's hindering their team. I see um, their big receiver, number 24, he had a couple crucial drops. He always ends up making up for it in the end with a big play, but if he had that big play plus the drops that he had, I just think that that game would have been a lot closer in my opinion but uh monsters ended up coming in on top 50 to 19 that was a really good matchup to watch um we're gonna move on to diet bronze now or i don't know what you guys want to call it wood division maybe um the first matchup for that was phantoms versus renegades and i don't believe i'm going to say this but renegades ended up coming out on top 18 to 12 I thought Renegades were going to win, don't get me wrong, only because of how good they are as a team. They've been together for a couple years. Phantom's been struggling in the red zone. But the way they won was the most ridiculous Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers-esque thing I've ever seen in my entire life. They had one play left, final seconds of the game, literally like two seconds left. They threw a deep ball up into the end zone. I have a photo, if you guys look on uh, the Facebook, it literally caressed the safety on phantoms like fingertips went right over his hands he tried to like kind of tip it out of bounds he tipped it just the slightest bit and it ended up landing in a renegades receiver's hands directly behind him two feet inbounds touchdown ended up winning the game based on that play no extra point needed absolutely ridiculous um you could see the heartbreak in the phantoms especially because of how many times they've 
like dri- not driven downfield, but they they have big play potential, and they were chopping up the field. But when they get to the end zone, when they get to the red zone, they have such an issue of punching it in. Um, sometimes some of the plays seem really rushed. They try to throw like these little sideline throws that um, seem to be very predictable. And uh, I think Villanueva was picked off like twice or three times that game. So he's really looking to get in the groove at quarterback. They're not a bad team. Uh, Christian Rodriguez had a day for himself. He had like I think seven or eight receptions, a touchdown. Um, and Castrichano had ten flag pulls on the day. Their defense is vibing. It's just they're on the field too long. Their offense keeps turning over the ball too much. Their offense isn't scoring enough, and that's really what's hindering their team as of right now. Um, <clears throat> look to see them make some adjustments. Uh, it seems like they're very confident in Villanueva at quarterback. He seems to just be in a little rut right now. So we'll look to see them you know, work towards being a better offense, and when that happens, I think the team will really start seeing its victories come by. They were a team that made it to the championship in the tournament that just passed, so they're not a bad team. Um, they are missing a couple pieces from that team, but not anything I would call a key piece from the team has left as of right now. So um, we'll look to see you know, them make their adjustments. Um, we talked about Abusement Park versus Stormcloaks. Abusement Park ended up getting mo- moved up off that game, and then we spoke about Team Highlight and Monsters. Team Highlight getting... Um, Seems like they got moved down to Diet Bronze as of right now, from what I'm seeing. Um, I'll check the standings when we get to them, and we'll talk about that. Um, and then finally, we have the Plastic Division, since I can't call you co-ed, because you guys get upset. We had the first game was Globo Gym, Purple Cobras versus the Trash Ga- I mean, Unguarded. Um, they... Ended up winning unguarded. Ended up winning thirty-two to twenty-one. Um, they have a new. I don't know if he's a new addition or if he wasn't there the first couple of weeks. But number ten, absolute dynamite extension to this team. Uh, pickup of the year, if I would have to say one about one of the uh, teams. But they ended up picking up this number ten. He had, I believe, all three or four or three scores up until the last touchdown. Um, he absolutely shit on that defense there was nothing that every time he ran a fade he was wide open down the field it was kind of absurd he stole the ball out of one of the safety's hands at one point in time under on an underthrown ball it, it wasn't the quarterback making good throws it was he was just going up and grabbing it like he was literally just robbing the safety from globo gym and uh one of the players on globo gym was getting really pissed off trying to call out his safety but uh you know they couldn't make that adjustment to get him out or switch anybody back there that would uh, have a better matchup against number 10. Gianni Labikis had a good game too. I believe he had an uh, interception at one point in time. Almost ran it back for a touchdown. Really impressive. Um, most of their team, pretty impressive. I think number 33 on their team is his number. He's like an older guy. He's like 40 years old or something like that. But he's got so much energy. Great guy and everything. I love most of their team outside of 86 and the quarterback. They could both kick rocks. Um <clears throat> But, yeah, we'll see them on the 20th. I can't wait for that game. So we'll talk about that another time. But um, next game was the Tribe versus Donnie's Angels. Uh, Tribe ended up winning 46-6. It was funny. I ended up showing up right after that game. And um, I heard the Tribe talking to one of the uh, referees about, I guess one of the guys heard the podcast or something, and he heard me talking about uh, the play. They were trying to explain how apparently – Dante ran into the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Nah, your guy jumped in the air, 
He grabbed his flag and he got a rough in the passer call. Bullshit. Still call it bullshit. I'm gonna stay behind its bullshit because that was bullshit. Um, <clears throat> but they ended up winning 46-6. The tribe, like I said, very young, decent team. Um, I don't think they should have won against us, but every other win they have so far, very well deserved. They're um, very high-powered offense. Their defense isn't too terribly put together. Uh, next game, they actually had a double header against Motley Crue. They ended up coming out on top, thirty-six to nineteen. Motley Crue's not a bad team, but their issue is they 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 can't find a quarterback. It seems like every time I see them, they have a new quarterback. So if they could find a groove in like the quarterback position, I think they'd do okay. But um, <clears throat> outside of that, I really don't know how Motley Crue's going to do for the rest of the season. And then um, <clears throat> finally, you have where is it? Our game. Show us your TDs versus Khaled. We ended up tying Khaled, the first place undefeated team. Um, that was an absolute slugfest. They ended up scoring right towards the end. Um, we could have shut it out. We had a couple drop passes. We had a couple passes that were called out of bounds that were inbounds. But they, the ref couldn't tell because, you know, the lines are drunk at Old Bridges Field because there's no actual lines, so we have to just kind of guesstimate with the cones, and they're, like, wobbling around because none of us can walk in a straight line for some reason. So I, I don't know. But um, that was a heartbreaker because I would have loved to take a win. And it's the first-place undefeated team. But tying them is a moral victory in itself. Um, I think show us your TDs. Um, not just because I'm on the team, but I honestly think this team has a lot of potential in the offensive category. Um, if their defense can kind of stop big plays and everything, I think that, and if they can get their red zone down, I think that they are going to be a contender for the top of the division come playoffs. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, we're going to move into standings from there, and then we'll talk about next week's matchups and everything. Um, starting with the gold division, we have on top of the standings, I think it's actually a tie now because of the mess up with moving Gang Green up so late in the season. I think they have like, what, two gold matchups, but they're 6-0 and right now. They're technically ahead of 2-plus club because they have less points against. But again, they played a whole bunch of teams that were underneath them. They played a dummy team at one point in time, I'm pretty sure, because somebody canceled. So... Gary's got to do something with the point system because I don't think out like out of division victories should be two points. And if they are two points, I think that division game should be three points. Or there needs to be a weight system here so that we can defer the better teams. Because two plus club having 245 points for against all six gold teams, I think that's a little bit better than six and zero against a dummy team like three silver teams and two of the bottom tier gold teams right now. But I digress. Um, underneath them, we have passing TDs five and two after the tough loss against the moneymakers. You have moneymakers at two and Oh, right underneath them. As of right now, they seem like a team that's going to make a run for the top. Keep an eye on them. Uh, past our prime is at two and three Terps at two and four. Again, Terps a very good team. They're just beating themselves. It seems like, uh, body bags at two and four, and the Mean Machine 2.0 at one and five towards the bottom of the division seems like a Mean Machine culture kind of thing. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna move on to the silver, where we have Brooklyn Wu at the top again. Not that Brooklyn Wu isn't a team that can contend 
with a lot of the silver teams, with them being 6-0 and without a game against, like, an actual silver team right now. It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, Plan B's 4-1 and with a game against uh, the only loss against the gold team that should have been in gold before they even played Plan B. Um, again, think there should be a little bit of a weight system to the points, but we'll see how that turns out for uh, seeding. But um, I think they're going to be one and two seeds no matter what. I, I don't think there's anybody to contend with them really at all. Um, all Madden and Notre Dame Legends uh, both at three and two. All Madden on top because they have less or they have more less points against. Sorry. And then um, underneath them we have War Sharks at three and three. Falls Deep at three and three. Uh, Outlaws at two and three. The regular season Warriors seem to be struggling right now on the where is it the offensive category I would say because it seems like they have a lot less points for than they do points against um they're only at 114 they're normally a higher scoring offense so to see them so low in the points category might be their issue um Dr. D's at two and three huffing and puffing two and four and the comebacks at one and three um moving on to the bronze division we have monsters at four and two Dior at four and two um no surprise to see the monsters up there. High-powered offense, very, very, very impressive team. Dior, uh, a team that I said had a very, very good chance of making a run for the top of the division when they had a good game uh, against the Chargers. Um, still think they're a top contending team, so I think they will hang out at the top, possibly third or fourth if they have any hiccups. But as right now, <coughs> it seems like their uh, offense is really doing pretty well. Um, Spartans. 3-2 and two with the Chargers and Abusement Park all in bronze now. Um, I think Spartans are the better of the three teams there. Chargers are a good team, but now with the addition of Pauly, I think the Spartans are a very, very, very big contender for playoffs um, for the bronze division. Uh, Abusement Park just got moved up. I really don't know how they're going to hold out in the bronze division, seeing as I'm pretty sure they were 0-2 in bronze and then 2-1. and in copper or diet bronze or wood whatever you want to call it but um yeah we'll see how they do in their first game um then you have Watkins at two and three Sea Park at two and three definitely better than their record we'll see how they end up um performing towards the end of the season hopefully making a run for a better playoff spot or seating uh Mean Machine like I said towards the bottom of the division seems to be a culture thing two and four and then LMA one and four as of right now. Um, I was saying that LMA had a chance to make a run for the top, and they completely crumbled. So I don't know if that was a jinx thing, but sorry guys. Um, Renegades four and two at the top of Diet Bronze right now. Militia four and two, and Pylon Pythons four and two, all hanging out at the top of um of Diet Bronze, I think Renegades are the better of the teams, but Militia's the more athletic, in my opinion. Um, Militia has that one kid who does the dip move with his uh, hips, trying to avoid everybody. He gets really low. I think that's going to be really effective against the Renegades, but we'll see how they handle that and handle the flagpoles. Um, their offense, very clean. Defense, very clean. So um, we'll see how that game ends up playing if they end up playing each other, um, if not, we'll see them in the playoffs probably. Uh, Pylon Pythons aren't a bad team. 
They really ended up performing recently. I think that they will do well in this division. I think they're a third, fourth place team, clearly. Uh, Stormcloaks 2-3-1 right now. Grape Apes 2-3. and three. They're a team that I think will make a run towards the top of the division for the end of the season. Uh, they had a couple really bad beats. I don't think their record, just like Sea Park, reflects their standing as of right now. Um, Phantoms 1-3-1. They can get their offense going. I think they will be a good middle-of-the-pack team only because their record is 1-3-1 and one right now. I don't think there's enough games for them to really get towards the top of the division, but they could get good seeding uh, with the final two games coming up and everything. And then Team Highlight 0-5. They need to make something happen. They really do. Uh, I think if they take another loss, Gary might move them down to the co-ed slash uh, plastic division. I don't know. They have a game against Unguarded, who are like the worst so, we'll see how that goes. Um, moving on to the Plastic Division, after talking about trash cans, I mean unguarded. Uh, if it would load this website, Jesus, the slowest thing on earth. At the top of the division, you have Khaled 4-0-1. I would have loved to see them 4-1, but we ended up tying with them. They're sitting at the top of the division, still undefeated, but they have a tie as of right now. Tribe 4-2. They're going to be a team to really compete with. I think they can beat Khaled realistically, but <clears throat> we'll see how that ends up turning out when they play each other. Preachers 3-3, three and three, uh, very good team, but beatable. Um, show us your TDs, 2-3-1. and one. Again, tying the top uh, first place team, I think that we have a lot of potential, especially in this uh, division, so it'll be interesting to see how the final two games go. Unguarded at 2-4. and four surprising but you know number 10 and the addition of Gianni Labikis it's pretty uh pretty straightforward that they seem to be carrying the team offensively they brought a new uh light to the offense uh that older guy number 33 he's got a lot of energy he always keeps the team going even when they're down he's like you know the heart and soul it seems like of the team so um Gianni's not allowed to sit out because when they uh sit him out you know their defense gets beat so <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, Motley Crew two and four. I think they're a good team, but they're having issues with their quarterbacks and figuring out what's going on there. Um, Lobo Jim one and four. Um, they're not a bad team, but they beat themselves when they argue with each other over and over again, and it's really insane to see how badly they argue there's one guy on the team who like just started screaming at his teammates had a little temper tantrum i don't know what was going on there but um they need to get it together being one and four at least pull out the last two victories or whatever try to get a better seating for the playoffs because being towards the bottom that means you're gonna have to play one of the top two or three seated teams and it's not gonna look pretty for you um and at the bottom you got donnie's angels own six um they showed a lot of heart in the last game Showed a lot of potential, again, with the deep ball. Uh, they had a couple really good routes. Every touchdown they end up scoring is, like, the most beautifully drawn-up play, it seems like, because <laughs> it's finally executed correctly. And um, it's great. It's a great thing to watch. But um, I think that this season was a good feel-out season to figure out who plays what position, figure out how their offense is going to work and everything. I think they're going to be a very good team. They might even show out in playoffs, depending on how they uh, adjust their offense and everything, but we'll see. I hear uh, there's rumor that there might be a uh, 
I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Somebody is going to come save the day. He's going to be a superhero on Donnie's Angels. He's going to wear a cape. He's got really nice hair. Cute smile. But uh, we'll see what happens there with Tooch uh, possibly sliding in on Donnie's Angels, making an impact in uh, the plastic division. So, All right, we're going to move on from the standings, and we're going to go to the matchups for next week, and then I'm going to bullshit about a couple things that went on this week regarding the league. Um, Gold division, the first matchup we have is Moneymakers versus Gangreen. Uh, Moneymakers going 2-0 against a team that's not the greatest and a team that I consider the second-place team in this division. Um, I think that's very impressive. I think they'll give Gangreen the first run for their money they've had since playing Plan B in the championship last year. Uh, It's going to be a really, really good game. Um, I think Moneymakers could come out on top, but we'll see. Again, I don't know too much about the team except for the fact that they performed really well on uh, their first two games. After that, we have Moneymakers versus Past Our Prime. I think Moneymakers come out on top of that. No doubt in my mind, Past Our Prime seem to be having a little bit of an issue finishing out their games and everything. And then Past Our Prime has another match, or tough matchup in 2-plus club right after that. So I think Past Our Prime is going to hate this Sunday altogether. I, I don't think they're going to have a fun time. Then we have Mean Machine 2.0 versus the Terps. Hopefully the Terps can make a statement game out of this and show, you know, we've only had a couple rough games. We really deserve to be towards the top of the division, make a statement, win by a couple scores. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, Moving on to Silver for the matchups for next week. We have a packed schedule for next week, and I'm very interested. Uh, Brooklyn Wu plays the first game against War Sharks. That's going to be a really great game. Two great offenses, two great defenses playing against each other. Um, I think Brooklyn Wu can squeeze out a victory here, seeing as they just decimated Sea Park, and I think Sea Park can hold their own, possibly against the War Sharks. But I, I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But um, that's going to be a good game. Uh, Brooklyn Wu versus uh, War Sharks. Again, it's going to depend on the deep ball. If they can't defend the deep ball, there's going to be no helping War Sharks. Their offense cannot keep up with Brooklyn Wu's offense. Um, Huffin and Puffin versus Dr. D. Uh, I believe... I don't know. After what I saw out of Huffin and Puffin last week, I think they come out on top of this one. But it's going to be a good little uh, fight between the two teams that I think uh, are a little bit better than the record shows this uh, season. And then right after that, you have Dr. D versus Abusement Park. That's actually a crossover game. That's a silver versus bronze team. We're going to see how Abusement Park ends up doing. If they end up performing well enough, who knows what ends up happening with that team. I think Gary's completely locked the divisions now. I don't think they'll get moved up, but it'll be a statement to see them beat a silver team <clears throat> being a bronze team as of right now. But uh, I think Dr. D, after getting... I think they'll get beat by Huffin and Puffin and then come and make a statement against Abusement Park. But we'll see how that new quarterback and Abusement Park do, especially since Vic's out for this week. So it'll be interesting to see how the team uh, adjusts to that. After that, you have Outlaws versus Balls Deep. I think Outlaws are going to finally pull out a big win, hopefully to wrap up the season with you know, two statement games before making it into playoffs because they tend to have an issue with playoffs. So getting two strong victories before playoffs will be very good for their morale and everything. 
Ball Deep, a decent team, but I just don't see them keeping up with Outlaws as of right now. Uh, All Madden versus ND Legends, I don't have a favorite in that game. I think that's going to be a shootout if uh, if All Madden performs like their defense performs like it normally does. I think they can stop Notre Dame Legends, but um, it seems like then an issue against Dr. D. And I think Notre Dame Legends are a little bit more of a high-powered team than Dr. D. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Plan B versus the Outlaws, that's a showcase game. Plan B always plays the Outlaws, very tough matchup. Outlaws always gives Plan B a show. So um, that'll be a fun thing to watch at 2 o'clock. And then right after that, Plan B plays again at 3 against All Madden, which I also believe will be an absolute shootout of a matchup. Uh, like I said, All Madden safety is a very good safety, well-rounded and a decent quarterback, very shifty. So um, seeing them perform against a very shifty quarterback and probably one of the, if not the best safety in Tooch um, on plan B, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So um, moving on from there, we're going to go into bronze. We're going to talk about the Spartans versus Watkins matchup. Spartans, I hope, end up coming in on top. Not because I don't like Watkins. I just need to see the Spartans do well for the end of the season, for a standing point of view, because I think the Spartans are a top of the division team right now. I think they kind of belong at least at the bottom of silver, if not the middle of the pack of silver right now. I don't think they're a bronze team, especially with the addition of Pauly. So it'll be good to see them watch or playing Watkins. I think they come out on top um, by at least a touchdown, in my opinion. Dior versus Me Machine. Um, I think Dior comes out on top of this, no doubt in my mind. Dior has made a run since their first two losses and they just have not stopped steamrolling teams that they've actually beat a uh, very impressive offense their defense is finally working together so um <clears throat> after that you have dr d versus abusement park like we talked about i think abusement park might get beat up as a statement um after the dr d loses their first game so we'll see and then abusement park has another tough matchup in the chargers after that at one o'clock i think chargers also might come out on top i don't know abusement park needs to make statements in these two first games in a silver crossover and a bronze matchup so we'll see how they play out lma versus the monsters at 2 p.m i think monsters are going to win no doubt in my mind uh lma had some bright hope for the first week but it's dwindled out and that candle is officially kaputs in my opinion and uh i think monsters high-powered offense completely runs over them sea park versus chargers after that uh chargers also have a double header it seems like um that's gonna be a great game i think sea park's uh gonna come out and make a statement after getting a little beat up against the chargers and then they also play lma right afterwards and i think they'll beat up lma too because they're offense seems to be finally clicking and i think their defense is good enough to hold out against lma uh they're more of a dump and dink team with speed not really a deep ball team and uh if they can dump a couple deep balls there's a possibility of them winning against sea park but i i just don't see that happening um moving on <clears throat> from bronze we have diet bronze we have holy crap we have so many matchups this week we have Renegades versus Stormcloaks. I think Renegades come out on top, but I think Stormcloaks keep it close. Uh, Stormcloaks play a doubleheader against Pylon Pythons, where unfortunately, just like the last game, I think they'll end up losing, but I think they'll keep it close. Pylon Pythons and Renegades, two great teams. Uh, high-powered offenses, very, very good defenses. 
Uh, Militia play the Phantoms at 11. Um, if the Phantoms cannot stop the Militia guy who does the dips, they're going to have a very big issue because their defense is not bad. And with their offense still having issues, they really need to fix that in this up-and-coming game. If they don't, I think the Militia game is going to be a really rough time for them. Uh, Grape Apes versus the Phantoms at 12. Right after that, seems like the doubleheaders is the theme as of this week. Uh, Grape Apes came out on top last time, but Phantoms were missing their quarterback and a lot of key pieces on offense. So I think the Phantoms have a chance to win this game, but... It being the second leg of their doubleheader, it might be a rough one. I don't know. Uh, we have Khaled versus Team Highlight after that. Khaled um, being a being the first place team from Plastic, so I guess that's going to be a crossover game for now. I guess Team Highlight hasn't got moved down, but they're doing a crossover game to see if they should get moved down. Um, after that is Great Apes versus Preachers. That's another crossover game. Um... Preachers are a decent team. They have a chance of beating the Great Apes, don't get me wrong, especially since they tend to send somebody to rush every time, and that screws with Big Al because he has to get the passes off quicker. Um, <clears throat> but outside of that, I, I think the Great Apes can adjust and possibly keep up with Preachers, if not beat them. And then Team Highlight playing, plays unguarded. Team Highlight, if you do not win this game, I'm personally going to cry and then rip you guys on the next podcast. I swear to God, you guys are too athletic to lose to this team. Watch number 10, and you guys will be fine. But outside of that, we'll see how Team Highlight does against uh, Unguarded at 1 p.m., and then we're going to move on to the Plastic Games or the Co-Ed Division, and we have Globo Gym, Purple Cobras versus Show Us Your TDs at 9 a.m. That's going to be a good game. Um... I'm going to be playing in that one. I'm not going to make any predictions in games I'm playing in. I think it's bad luck. Uh, Global Gym, Purple Cobras versus Motley Crew. After that, um, seems like they have a doubleheader. They'll be going against Motley Crew. I think Motley Crew is the more athletic team, but unless they figure out their quarterback situation, I do not think they will win, especially if Global Gym is in better spirits than they were last week. But I'm not going to say we're going to win, but if they end up losing hint hint you know they might be really pissed off going into that game and that could be really detrimental to the teamwork so uh we'll see how that turns out and then you have Khaled versus the tribe I think the tribe can squeeze out a victory especially after what I saw last week unless they're missing players they're not the greatest team they work very well together and they have their set plays and they they have like a coach on the side and everything they're good don't get me wrong but they're not the best. I think the Tribe right now are a very top-tier team in this division, and I think they will come out on top. And then Khaled plays Team Highlight. I would like to see Khaled take the victory in this one because they're a good team, but I think Team Highlight's going to show that they do not deserve to lose two teams in a lower division, and they're going to make statements against them and Unguarded. Um, we talked about Great Apes versus Preachers. We talked about Team Highlight versus Unguarded. And then you have Unguarded versus Donnie's Angels again at 3 p.m. Um, oh, boy. I really hope Donnie's Angels wins this one. Just for the sake of what happened last time, I hope they win by, like, three touchdowns. I hope Nicholas Santuccio plays in this game. I hope Jay plays in this game. 
I hope everybody that didn't play in the last game plays in this game and Donnie's Angels works together and beats the ever-living piss out of Unguarded. That's what I have to say. But, you know, outside of that, whatever. But those were all the matchups that we have for the up-and-coming week. Now I'm going to talk about a couple little things that happened throughout the week uh, just for talking's sake because I wasn't allowed to comment on Facebook. So... There's this referee who's apparently got, I, I don't know, some issue. I wouldn't even call it an issue. It's more like a crush at this point on me because all they want to do is comment on Facebook about my podcast like they've done nothing but listen to my podcast and sulk in their sorrows. And I wasn't even talking about them as the referee who screwed up the game. She was the other ref in that um, in that Great Papes game against uh, Abusement Park where they got the second blitz. Yeah. She was the second referee, not even the one that I was complaining about. The second referee in that game. Never even spoke to her, and she wanted to come at me. So whining and crying about, oh, oh you can, can you even take a live photo? Oh, my God, the, the comment she wrote. She goes, oh, photos can show video and sound? And I was like, yes, they're called live photographs. They're on your iPhone now. It's very, you know intuitive to use it's it's really inventive you know coming out in like 2015 but you know old people don't how technology don't know how technology works so i had to educate them but then you know i was yelled at for commenting so i took the comment down decided i would say something on the pod because you know we want to run our mouth the entire week i was definitely going to say something whether you like it or not so whatever and the worst part is the other referee in a complaint that i was talking about who blew the call i apologize to them and I'm pretty sure we moved on, unless he's still holding a grudge. But I don't really think he gives a flying fuck because he's a referee and he's had things said to him before. Because that's what happens in, you know, a refereeing job. You, you do your job, and if you do it correctly, sometimes plays don't go a certain team's way and they bitch. And that's how refereeing works. You don't get paid to get bitched at, don't get me wrong, but like bitching is a part of the job just like you're gonna hear people bitch in a customer service job but the fact that you're gonna complain about somebody trying to help with a photo or video of said incident and then your only argument about that is oh well i'm not gonna take advice from somebody who doesn't know the difference between pass interference and roughing the passer because accidentally on the podcast last week i said pass interference instead of roughing the passer because of how many you know obscene calls there were that week and that's what we wanted to call out out of everything that we heard so i don't know but kim or whatever your name is you you know you need to calm down take a joke every now and then learn to take the punches that are thrown at you and move on with your life instead of dwelling on facebook and commenting somewhere over and over again where i'm not allowed to comment back so, you know, wah. But anyways, uh, yeah, just wanted to address that. Um, and that's really it for the podcast this week. Like I said, no fans, no photos. I don't know how I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to have to talk to all the captains or something. If all of you guys want to reach out to me on like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, get my phone number or something. Um, my name's what is my name on Facebook? It's Jimmy Raymond on Facebook. It's J-A-Y-R-A-Y-E-J-R on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's the same thing. Or you can go to the podcast Twitter, which is at Bucket Hat Toe Tap. 
and um, reach out to me. Let me know how the games went because I'm not going to be there to spectate the games like I normally do and give updates on big plays and everything. If you get guys get videos or anything of big plays or any pictures of some big incidents that happen in your game, I would love to include them. But unless I have people reaching out to me, I'm really not sure how I'm going to do this podcast without guesstimating just based on the scores how the games went. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, hopefully, maybe... You know, seeing as everybody's not going to be busy after sun or after the games on Sunday, maybe I can get a couple interviews with the uh, coaches and everything, or the uh, captains, whatever. Um, possibly in like the parking lot or something after their games finish, especially if I'm there. But I'm not going to be able to be there to take pictures, so it's only going to be a couple of the games that. But I I don't know. We'll see how it works out. We're gonna try to make something work. Seeing as this whole COVID thing's really screwing with us and you know making us have a lot of issues with the league. Hopefully it doesn't affect playoffs in any ways. Hopefully no other restrictions are imposed upon us, but I think it's just a little bullshit that, uh, <coughs> you know, Murphy decided to drop this, but still has indoor dining and shit like that open. But it's like either full open or full closed, dude. It's like make up your mind. It's like you can't keep half-assing it. You're just hurting small businesses at this point. But anyways, um... Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tune in next week. We're going to go over all the matchups and everything. Hopefully have a better look at playoffs, seeing as the last week of matchups will be the 20th right before Christmas. I think we're going to go into Christmas break and then probably have the games. I don't know what Gary's going to do. He might try to fit something in right before New Year's. I think it might probably happen the week before New Year's or the week after New Year's, depending on how he sets it up. And I don't know if he's going to do a multi-day thing or if he's going to do what he did last time where he's like, all right, we're all just going to play all our playoff games on one day and then have a championship because <laughs> that's exhausting. But, I mean, with the small amount of time that we have and everything, especially with the holidays, I get it. So we'll see how everything works out. Um, but, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Look at the Facebook page for any of the updates. That's Mammoth Men's Flag Football League. Or, you know, on Instagram or whatever. And then, um, yeah, I'll see you guys this week. Even though I won't be there taking pictures. But I'll probably see a couple of you guys around. So enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening. And bye.